Welcome back to the Choose to Be Happy podcast. This is your host, Evie Rosenblum, and this is a very special week. We've got the holidays coming up, lots of feelings coming up around the holidays, good and bad, tough and awesome. So you know what? Just to give you guys an extra boost, and because I love you guys so much, I'm releasing so many episodes this week, so many more than normal. Instead of like your usual one or two, you're getting quite a few to help beef you up, give you all the tools you need to get through the holidays your happiest and your best without getting triggered to help you with the boundaries, to help you with all the stuff. I've had therapists on the show this week and I'm recording more and more episodes as the days go on just to give you guys all that. And today we're actually talking about women's health and hormones. Um, So men, if you're listening, you may or may not want to listen to this episode. You're totally welcome to. Um, You may learn some things that can totally help somebody that you care about. But um, this less this episode today is for the ladies, and it's all about our hormone health and ways that you can turn your period into your superpower. So I'm really excited about today, and stay tuned. Everyone, come back tomorrow. We've got a therapist on that's going to be talking about boundaries and how to help us have the best possible time over the holidays, regardless of our circumstances. So thank you guys so much for being here. And I love you so much. And here we go. Hi, welcome back to the Choose to Be Happy podcast. I am so excited because today we have Dr. LJ Johnson with us here. She's a women's hormone coach specializing in endometriosis, PCOS, and fibroids. LJ has worked in the women's health and fitness industry for over 20 years while overcoming her own diagnosis of endometriosis. LJ's passion is to empower, motivate, and educate all women so that they too can have quality of life despite their symptoms or diagnosis. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to connect finally. We made it happen. (laughs) I know. And you know what? I'm so excited because I saw that you help women realize that their periods can be their superpower. And I just, when I saw that, I was like, I need to know more about this because for (laughs) me, like my periods have been anything but a superpower. Like ever since I started menstruating, like, And guys, if you're listening, I just want to put a disclaimer on here for all the men listening to the show. You're going to hear some valuable things on here to share with the women in your life who might be looking for the missing piece of their puzzle, you know, Mm -hmm. for why they're suffering so much or why they aren't as happy as they could be or, you know, how they could feel better. So if you're brave enough to listen to this episode, I want you to know that sharing this with somebody who might be suffering could be one of the kindest things you could do. So... I, yes. here we go. Sharing is caring for sure. Sharing <laughs> is caring. <laughs> so you're like, tell me about this superpower. Well, let me be very honest. There were many years that my period was not my superpower. I dreaded it. I mean, I would be like, I'm on my period. It was time to send the email to my boss. Can't come into work when I own my own business. It was time to send that sad email to my patients. Like once again, hey, not able to come into the office, not doing well. It was also time as a single parent to tell my kids, oh yeah, once again, mom can't come to your Valentine's party. Oh, P.S. I can't take you to the park, but I've texted the neighbor. They can take you to the park, which is only like three homes down. But there were times that I was on Mattress Island, I, I, or I was on the couch. I mean, I was either stuck on mattress island or I was stuck on the couch because I was debilitated by period pain and was not able to walk up the stairs. So it's been a huge journey. And so now it's my superpower. But yes, I see where you're coming from. There are times where our period puts our life on hold. And the first thing I will say about that is period pain 
is something has been normalized, right? Let me say that again. We've normalized the pain. It's like, here comes my cycle. Oh my gosh, I'll have a horrible headache. Here comes my cycle. Oh, I'll be constipated and bloated. I guess I won't be able to go out with my girlfriends. We've just kind of taken this all in and strides. And it's really like stepping back and being like, hey, your period is your fifth vital sign. When you go into the emergency room and you go to the hospital and they're taking your blood pressure, do you feel the same way about like, oh God, here goes my blood pressure again. Yes, my blood pressure, you know, your blood pressure is going 24 seven. You don't call out of work and be like, yeah, today I'm just going to kind of monitor my blood pressure and just kind of see what's going on. Like, yeah, maybe if you have a medical issue, but your period is your fifth vital sign. So if there's something going on with your cycle, rather than throwing Midol or ibuprofen or, you know, narcotics or whatever we're sprinkling on top of the Band-Aid, like figure out what's going on. But many times I know for me as a black woman, I was kind of told I was a strong black woman. When I complained about the pain, my mother sat me down and was like, Hey, this is not our thing. You know, I never had this issue. My, you know, my mother never had it. And I'm thinking, did you just text my grandmother and ask her if she had period pain? How do you have this information? But basically I was told to like, shut up, pray about it, drink some water, keep it pushing. And so at the age of 14, I knew I couldn't say anything. Now, mine was more than period pain. Yes, I was having some pelvic pain, but I ended up getting the diagnosis of endometriosis. But kind of like we were talking before I got on, you know, my period for me would be nosebleeds. For me, I thought that was normal. I thought I was just going to bleed out of every orifice when my cycle was there. But then what happened is it kind of started to get a little more crazy and wonky where I was having nosebleeds outside of my cycle. And I'm thinking... I wasn't raised in a dry climate. I didn't have, you know, I had allergies, but I was like, these nosebleeds are coming out of nowhere. I would have, you know, chronic asthma. It would get to where all my asthma meds would work until about two weeks out of the month, nothing worked. There was not enough prednisone or steroid. It was like all of a sudden, two weeks out of the month, my body was shut down. It was like, can't help you. The other two weeks, I'd take my meds, put all my Band-Aids on all my symptoms, and I was good to go. And so it just became very debilitating. The pelvic pain, the bleeding, you know, the murder scene periods where you're, you know, changing tampons, you're super plus, you got the pads. I mean, you're wearing like the the granny panties, you're doing all the things, right? And I know it sounds funny, but it's like some of you are listening to this and you're at your office right now and you probably got, you know, endo or fibroids and you're like, honey, I feel you. I know exactly how that feels. So for me, it just got progressively worse. It was not my superpower. I mean, one of the most transparent and embarrassing moments in my career was traveling to a conference and I showed up to the conference. I'm staying on the 10th floor at the swanky hotel and I'm supposed to go down tomorrow morning and do this big conference and I wake up that morning and my period started and I was debilitated by pain. I'm on the 10th floor and everyone's waiting for me downstairs in the conference room and I'm the main speaker, right? Like that's when we're talking about affecting your quality of life. Do you know how embarrassing it was, which I would do it again, but I couldn't breathe. I was wheezing. I was cramping. I was bleeding. I was in excruciating pain, but that was my world until I got the diagnosis. And then even after that, I had to really take my power back and figure out like, what was I going to do with this diagnosis? Because there is no cure. Right. I mean, I can relate to this so much. I mean, I have been put out of commission every month for a couple of days since I was 15. And like, you know, also I pushed myself, you know, and for me, it showed up in different ways. For me, it would show up as severe migraines that were blinding. Remember, like I'd be at work. One of my first jobs, I was working at E Entertainment and I was showing my boss something. And all of a sudden, I couldn't see anything. My vision was just completely blown out. And all I saw was spirals and sparkles. And it was humiliating. I'm like trying to explain something on the screen and like I couldn't see anything. And I've had other times, maybe like 30 or 40 times in my life where I'd be on my period and then I'd pass out because Mm -hmm. my blood pressure would be so low. And as I got older, I learned to 
you know, take it easy. But there were times in my 20s where I'd be running around downtown shopping with a client and suddenly I'd pass out. Right. And that's you know? a safety issue, right? Yeah. I mean, I've passed out in the bathroom and I'm like, thank God I didn't crack my head open on the tub or yes. hit the toilet. Like you just don't know, like your body is under attack. And so, yes, if you want to grab that freebie now, definitely the freebie is going to get you kind of started. You may still want to hop on a discovery call with me so we can unpack some of those things, but there's some things that you can do to really, and now that I'm talking about this, I'm going to even beef that freebie up a little bit more. I just thought of some other things I can throw in there, but turning your period into your superpower is really like just stopping and being like, okay, I'm a female. I have a uterus, whatever, right? Let me just say, I have a uterus. You are going to bleed, right? Unless you're on birth control, you've had a hysterectomy, whatever. It doesn't have to stop your life. The issue is, is that we don't work with our cycle. For example, there are times when you're high energy, like you said, you're in the hustle and the bustle and you're downtown and you're working with your clients and you're doing all the things. And then there's going to be those times that when you start your cycle, it's not time for the hustle and bustle. It's not time to launch a podcast that week. It's not right. time to do a bunch of, you know, social media. It's really time to be inward, right? You're an ex, you're an introvert. You want to sit back, reflect, see what's working for our bodies. And then there are going to be times that you're nailing the presentations. You're all the energy. Everything is great, right? You're able to do these high intense workouts. And then there's other times that we need to kind of sit our butt down somewhere and calm the heck down. But as a female, we're superwoman. We want to wear the cape 24 seven. We're not, you know, we see those commercials of Tampax where, you know, they're at the Olympics, they're just living their life, which is fine. Right. But this is the thing. It's okay to slow down, but it's, it's so much of society that we're always go, go, go. We're taking care of others. So we don't want something like our pesky period to get in the way from us being amazing and nurturing and taking care of everyone else. But in that same, you know, in that same boat, we're not taking care of our own health, right? Like mm -hmm. how can you show up for others if you can't show up for yourself? Right. And that's so important. Like, I think just even setting the boundary for yourself right. and saying, this is my reminder. Like, this is my monthly reminder to, yes. <laughs> to put on my oxygen mask or to fill my cup so that I can be there, you know, and, Absolutely. and just being okay with the disappointment that others might feel. If we have to say, I'm sorry, I need to reschedule that. I think that's huge. That was one of the things I was going to bring up. I'll just hop into that. The power of no. And I know for some of you, you're like, oh gosh, I've heard this, but I'm like, stick with me a second here. If you're able to stand in your power and someone's like, hey, can you do this? You know, like right now we're recording around the holidays. Can you go to this party? Can you do this? Can you do that? It's okay to say, no, it doesn't work for me. It's okay to go to a party and not indulge in all of these things, knowing good and well, it's going to throw you into a flare. Right. I'll be very honest. I gave in to a piece of white cake this past Sunday. Baby, thank goodness I have, you know, cleared out my allergies, but I can just tell it didn't work for my body, right? My immune system was kind of like, baby, that wasn't the best choice. Like I didn't get yeah. bloated. I wasn't constipated. There wasn't like any reaction, but I could just tell that the processed sugar didn't work for me, but it's having the confidence and saying, no, that doesn't work for me. It's one of those things too, right? If you said you had a peanut allergy, people are like, oh yeah, yeah, don't do the peanuts. You know, we don't want you to have an anaphylactic shock at our party. We don't have time <laughs> for that drama. But if you're like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm watching this. I'm not eating gluten. They're like, oh, just have a bit, you know, just have it. And it's like, a little tiny bit of something for one person, which I'm that one person now, maybe just a little discomfort. But back in the day when my hormones were all jacked up, my gut health was messed up. I had leaky gut, leaky brain, like leaky everything. I couldn't just do a little one little bite of macaroni cheese or one little sliver of cake. Like it would throw me into flair. So it's being able to say no in those situations 
but also being able to say like, hey, you know, this doesn't work for me. Can I get back to you? I think we just feel that obligation to always show up, especially for a lot of my patients. I guess we all, I kind of attract my ideal client. We're that type A, we're go-getters, we're out there serving, we're out there giving. But at the end of the day, sometimes if we're not saying no and really being firm in that, like that's a way of also not just doing, you know, advocating for yourself, but also look at the word no as self-care. And if we start looking at it that way, it kind of takes some of that negativity, like yes, no is a negative, but being able to stand in your power and just say no, like no, this doesn't work for me or no, thank you. I can't, you know, have your peanut brittle or whatever it is, but it's just having that confidence. And I think like you said, when you're in pain, when you've got anxiety, depression, you just want to get out, you just want to have a social life. Like, you know, and it's so funny too. People are like, oh, I just don't get it. And it's like, do you think I woke up at, you know, zero days old and was like, dear God, if you could give me all these problems and make me miserable for the next 43 years. Like, it's not like we signed up for this. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> We didn't say, can you give me a splash of endo and asthma? No, I don't know anyone that would do that, right? Like, these were the cards we were dealt. We're not saying poor me or anything like that, but we have to really have our quality of life, which is going to look differently, right? So when you're managing a chronic illness, when you're managing invisible illness, it's a little tougher, I mean, let's be honest, if you walked in and you had your accessibility equipment, you know, a wheelchair, a walker, or maybe you're on crutches, everyone's like, oh my gosh, let me get the door, let me get this, that, and the other. But if I walk in, and I've heard it from doctors, and I'm sure you have too, you look perfectly fine. They're like, right. what do you mean? And I know for me, I, when I was in Denver, you know, one of my doctors was like, well, hold it. I just seen you on the news at 5 a.m. giving out five health tips. And I'm like, yeah, that's when I can show up at 5 a.m. But at 9 a.m., I could be crippled in pain and bleeding all over and not being able to breathe. You know, my lungs are looking like they're bruised because they're filling up with blood. Yes, that was me at 5 a.m., but it's also me now. And they just had a really hard time making that connection because you look fine, right? But that's what a chronic invisible illness is. It doesn't mean that we're always wearing our, you know, whatever our symptoms is or our diagnosis out for everyone to see. So it makes it more challenging for us to use that word no. It's so important. It's so important that we not just know our bodies, but that we advocate for ourselves and that we take the breaks when we need them. And nobody else is going to come there and say, you know what, LJ, you know what, Evie, like, it's time for you to sit down and rest. (laughs) It's time for you to put your feet up. Like, no one else is going to come and tell us to take the break. It's It's true. You know, it's like, and I remember there have been times where, like, you know, I told a friend I was going to meet her at an art show and I didn't want to disappoint her. And so we go and I'm like feeling so dizzy. I was like 28 years old and I'm feeling so dizzy, but I pushed myself anyway. I was on my period and and I get there and I'm in line and there's like this long line we've been in for like an hour. Mm. All these women trying to get into this bust magazine art show and I'm in line and suddenly I don't know what happened, but I wake up and I'm laying on the floor And all these people are just walking right over me, stepping over me. And I'm like, I shouldn't have pushed myself. Right. I should have. We've all been there. We've all been there. There have been times that I've pushed my body. And it's tough now because I love what I do. I want to show up. But there's been times where I've had to send an email and I'm like, hey, I'm not feeling great today or there's something going on. We have to protect ourselves because that's just it. If we don't do it for ourselves, and this is the thing too, we want everyone else to respect us, to stop gaslighting. Like I get a little fired up about this. But on the other hand, we're not doing it for ourselves. We're not respecting our own boundaries. So if we're not respecting our own boundaries, how do we expect anyone else to treat us any differently? We really have to kind of just like shift that paradigm and be like, okay, okay, 
I'm going to stand up for myself and advocate, and then people will see that strength. However, when you're managing pain, right, you need to have a community. There's so many different things like breaking down those tasks into bite-sized pieces so that you can feel accomplished because some days you're going to wake up and the way I explain it is kind of like your iPhone, right? You charge it all night, you wake up, it's 100%, you're good to go, right? Now, maybe you got the older iPhone, so you're getting that 85% battery, but let's talk about the night that you don't charge the phone. You wake up and it's 33%. That's kind of like a chronic illness warrior. Just because I slept for eight hours doesn't mean my iPhone battery is going to be at 100%. Maybe I'm operating at 70. Now, that's not where I say F it you know, to the world and I'm not going to do anything all day, but I just know that my battery may start at a 70%. So what I do is have tools in my toolkit so that my 70% doesn't decrease, right? Maybe it it goes up to 75 once I have my breakfast and my lemon water and take my supplements and get my body going, you know, and exercising. But what we have to realize is that our bodies are different. We don't always wake up with that 100% battery, even the more, which is why no needs to be in our toolbox as far as like tools. But being able to realize that each day is going to be different and giving ourselves that grace. It's so important. It's so important to just be open to that and flexible with yourself. Yes. And understanding and compassionate to yourself like you would if you saw somebody else who was obviously suffering. You know, it's like we we need to give that to ourselves, that grace. We give grace to others all the time. Even myself, give grace to others. And you know, people call us and we're like, oh my gosh, what we can do to help. We have the same issue and we're like in the mirror and you're like, you know, you need to toughen up, keep pushing past it. And it's like, if your girlfriend just called and told you all that, would you tell her to push past it? Or would you tell her to maybe take the day off, right. see what you can do to support her? But once again, we have to kind of like hold up that mirror sometimes and get that little wake up call and be like, okay, it's time to reset. It's true. I've got a question for you because, yeah. you know, the show is all about happiness. And I know that like a big theme for me every time I've been on my period is I get a little depressed. Mm. And I know that happens to a lot of women where it really affects our mood. The hormones really affect our mood. Like, is there anything that we can do to right. help that? Is there anything that we can do to help that? Well, and the biggest thing I would say is there's a difference between PMS and PMDD. PMS, yes, you're going to feel some kind of way, maybe some breast tenderness. You're not necessarily struggling. You're not uncomfortable, but there's something there. Now, PMDD is kind of that thing where it's like one second you're feeling great. Maybe at noon you're feeling good. And at four o'clock you're like raging, you're upset, your emotions and hormones are all over. And then around seven o'clock, you're like, I don't even know who that person was at four o'clock. I don't know what's going on. Or maybe that episode, I would call it an episode lasts for four or five days. Now, what I have seen is a lot of PMD where PMDD, where you just go low for a couple weeks and you feel like there's nothing you can do. Is that what we're kind of referring to where you're just like, I'm in a lull, I'm stuck here. I'm hoping these hormones will kick back up and pull me back out of it. I would say for me, it's, it's not necessarily a couple of weeks, but like it'll last for like two days mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the month. So like two days every month, like I'm definitely sadder and feeling not as, you know, not as hopeful as I normally am. And I feel like there's like, what is the point of doing these things? And why am I trying so hard? And like, everything's bad, you know? It's exactly, like, right. Like your podcast, you're like, nobody's listening, yeah. nobody cares. And then, so we're all there. So it's with those hormone fluctuations. It's just what I would say is you need to see 
what is actually going on. Is it consistently two days a week? And if, you know, two days a month and you're able to push past it, or is it something where you're like the two days is creeping into three or four? If it's just a couple days, one thing I would say, probably the tip you're not expecting is it's a mindset thing, right? It's okay to feel like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling my best today. Nobody cares, no this, that, and the other. But making sure during the month, it comes to a little bit of journaling, writing things down that you've accomplished, right? Maybe someone sent you a message and was like, oh my gosh, your podcast was just what I needed. Maybe you posted something on Instagram, like kind of putting those things that you're grateful and you're thankful for. Like, hey, this week I got, you know, this month I accomplished this. I, you know, did this task. I got a promotion. I this, that, and the other. Have that documented. So in those times when you're kind of sitting back and reflecting and you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, is any of this working for me? You have it right there. You have that email that someone sent you, right? You have that, you know, email from your boss. You have that, you know, review on your podcast or whatever, or that, you know, interaction where someone was like, oh my God, that is just what I needed. But it's also doing things throughout the month so that your body is more balanced, right? Now, one thing I will throw out there is a castor oil pack. And people are like, castor oil and mood? What, what, what? Castor oil. So maybe I will send you the link and we can add that in. Yeah. So a castor oil pack is a detox pack. FYI, TMI, whatever you want to call it, baby, I'm wearing mine right now under my sweatshirt as I'm on this podcast because I'm all about detoxification. So a detox pack or a castor oil pack is something that you wear over your liver that helps your body break down toxins. Sometimes when we get in that lull, yes, the hormones are going up and down, but it's not just the hormones up and down. Yes, it can be gut health. It could be a detoxification issue. Possibly, I hate to say it, you're not pooping two, three times a day, right? Maybe you're not sweating. I'm not just talking about a hot flash, but you're not sweating. You're not detoxing. You're not moving your lymphatic system. What is something simple that you could do to support your cycle? A castor oil pack. There's a couple weeks you're going to wear it more over your liver. There's a couple weeks. Evie, I can tell you're taking this in. Right? So oh, it's I'm, awesome. I'm writing this all down. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely going to give you the link. And you guys definitely want to get a castor oil pack. But that is a way to really support that. It's going to support gut health. It can help with depression. It can help with mood stabilization. Other things you can do, and I hate to throw out herbs, is ashwagandha. But here's the deal. You need to know a little bit more. I love supplements. I love nutraceuticals. But what I don't love is when we're throwing spaghetti at the wall and just being like, oh, hey, someone said if your mood is off, you know, try some ashwagandha or, oh, you have painful periods, go buy dim. Yes, those things can be helpful, but you need a little bit more, right? So you want to work with someone like a practitioner that can kind of make sure you're taking the proper nutraceutical. There's also some things that can go on as far as like your period products, right? Sometimes maybe you're taking in tampons that are not organic and they're bleached, your toxic overload, right? So those are some of the things we don't think about when we're like, oh, I'm in a lull, you know, this, that, and the other. It must just be my hormones. Okay, but let's talk about some of the things that affect your hormones, right? Your facial cream, your eye cream, your perfume, your bath and body works, your candles. All of those toxins are bringing in a toxic burden. So if you're using any of those, which most people are, grab the castor oil pack, right? It's not going to clear out everything, but it is definitely a way to support your mood, to support your bowels. Another thing around period, right, is people get the period poops. And that's another thing where you feel just like gross, right? Your bowels aren't moving, you're constipated, you're bloated, like, you know, you hate everything, everything hates you, and P.S., none of your clothes fit, right? Like, you're just in a, like, a hellacious time right there. Something you can do with that is 
making sure your bowels are moving, making sure that you're drinking water. That's also detoxification. So sometimes when you're constipated, that castor oil pack can be really helpful. Also increasing your leafy greens. Another thing that I will throw in there, gosh, I can think of tons of things, but the final thing that I would say- Share to it all. <laughs> <laughs> the final thing I would say before your period is cutting back the alcohol. So here's the thing. Alcohol is a toxin. I know it may taste good and I know it may be strawberry, vanilla, frozen, chosen, and all the fun stuff, but it is a toxin. So when you bring in alcohol, think of a conveyor belt that's going through your body and going through your liver, right? So you want everything to clean through your liver. Your liver is your master detoxifier. So when you bring alcohol in right before your period, you're telling your body, hey, alcohol is priority now. So the liver starts working on the alcohol toxins and starts knocking all the hormones back into your system. That's yeah. where you start getting constipated. That's when you start getting more irritated. And it can be different. You know, this is just overall general information. Definitely check with your doctor or practitioner, whoever, to see what you need to do. But really knowing that bringing in any additional toxins, especially if you have any type of period pain, you know, any type of depression, anxiety, or just any type of discomfort around your cycle, eliminating the alcohol. I would say decreasing it, but just to be honest, I like to keep it 100. Decreasing the alcohol may help, but I would try to eliminate it and just see if you can really like up those detoxification pathways. That's awesome. And, you know, something else that you made me think about is earlier you were talking about the white cake that you had and the sugar yes. and how it affects you. And Man, it was so good. <laughs> you know, but I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> no. You know, recently, like I'd say about two or three weeks ago, I noticed that I was waking up every single night in the middle of the night, like around like four in the morning with like the Ooh. worst congestion. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, so congested that I was like choking on phlegm and I had to like get up. And in the middle of the night, I was like using the neti pot and I, I had this idea. I was like, maybe I need to cut out the sugar and the flour, like yep. the gluten and also the dairy. Mm -hmm. And I'm still a little bit congested, but I'm sleeping all night. Like it's not waking me up. And it's like so much better. This is just from two weeks. And I was thinking about when you're talking about like the toxins and like the perfumes and the, the body creams and stuff. It's like also what we're eating. Yes. Absolutely. Right. And that's the part people don't. They're like, oh, la, la, la. I don't want to hear that. Hey, but it's the truth. You know, like, yes. I mean, even when you have allergies, I'll just choose one food Doritos, right? People are like, you love your chips. You love your cheesy, this, that, and the other. It's not necessarily always the cheese. It could be the corn, right? A lot right. of people are sensitive to corn. It causes inflammation. It causes bloating. I mean, there are just certain things. I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole. Maybe we'll do a whole nother episode about some of these toxins that may be sneaking in that you're not thinking of. When you're thinking toxins, you're probably like, oh, ammonia, bleach, and hand sanitizer, you know, or chemicals under the cabinet. It could be, you know, anything. I mean, we yeah, don't- eyeshadow. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to walk around in fear. I mean, it could be eyelash extensions, for God's sakes. I've got those. I mean, I don't know, right? Like, it could be. A, but if your detox pathways aren't working, that's when you come into these issues. And so, especially when you're having a lot of period issues, I mean, making sure you can get those organic, you know, toxin-free, dioxin-free, you know, pads and tampons, especially if you have a lot of pain or painful sex, being able to bring in the castor oil pack. And just, once again, I will end with this. If you're having issues with your cycle, let's stop the whole thing. My period comes the first through the seventh. So you only worry about your period the first through the seventh. Number one, I don't want you to worry about it. It is a vital sign. But here's the deal. If you want to start having an amazing cycle and want to start seeing some changes, you have to start today, right? So if we start from today, the day that we're recording, December 15th, 
if you start some of these changes right now, yes, you'll see some improvement in January, February, but at that 90 day mark, that's when you're going to get the money. So if you want to start seeing improvements, you have to start today. It's not going to be an overnight thing. Now, like you said, removing wheat, gluten, and dairy and some of those inflammatory things can be a big deal. But also when you said that, it made me think of like candida. And so sometimes there's some, you know, overgrowth in your gut. Maybe you're bloated, you're constipated, your bowels are just kind of like icky. Maybe you're that person that gets like sneezy, snotty, itchy before your period. Like every time before your cycle, you have this mystery rash that always pops up and you know exactly where it's going to pop up, right? It kind of rotates spots. Do you know what I'm talking about? But it's always just like right before your cycle. It's not quite eczema. It's not psoriasis. It's not acne. It's my pre-period rash, right? Those types of things is letting your body know it's a check engine light. Like, hey, something's going on. That's a histamine response. And that's once again, a whole nother podcast episode, because that lets me know that some of your detox pathways aren't, you know, working. It also lets me know that some of your estrogen is being pushed down the wrong pathway, which is causing some issues. Wow. This is so eye-opening. I mean, you're talking about like noticing the rash and the itchiness before the period. Honestly, I need to pay better attention to my body because I'm like, I definitely- Body awareness. Yes. Like I need to like, I feel like I need to start charting this all (laughs) on a calendar because I don't even know like when I even get my period in the month. And it would be nice to know like when the itchiness is happening. And you're right. Like, I think we need to start getting more in touch with with how our body is functioning and like charting it so that we can understand. And also like when you talked about like knowing when it happens, maybe it would be smart to like not schedule the day at Disneyland during the period, you know, like if so, we have yeah. some general idea of when it's going to happen, you know, I like, did some, some shifting and some planning for me now, not always. I mean, I can't call the medical conference and be like, Oh yeah, I think I'm going to be on period yeah. that week. We need, I mean, they're like, well, I guess you're either here or you're not, honey. It's what it is. Right. But yes, when I'm doing scheduling and for my business and I do a business coaching and other stuff and I own other businesses, I do schedule my activities. There are going to be those weeks where I'm a rocking and rolling and I just want to be out there and whatever. And then there's going to be weeks where I'm like, I need to sit down and chill and drink some extra water and hydrate and just really refill my cup. Mm -hmm. So I think that's huge. And I like to circle back to, like you said, the body awareness. I think it's just, once again, maybe I'm the only one. We're just so busy and we just kind of chalk it up to, oh, it's just getting older. Oh, that's just how it is. But I'm like, does it really have to be that way? Like when you stop and think about it, especially if you're managing chronic illness or you have an invisible illness, any symptom, we like to sweep it under that rug. Oh, it's just my arthritis. Oh, it's just my this, that, and the other. Well, maybe that's true, but especially for women that deal with endo, I always joke about it. I'm like, it's like a rug. Your rug is not even touching the ground because everything that comes, you sweep it under the endo rug, but it's not necessarily endo. You have a candida infection. Your tongue is white. You're bloated. You have toenail fungus. You're rashy. You're itchy. When you sweat, you start itching you have a fungal overgrowth, right? It's not just endo. You have, you know, hormonal headaches. You know, there's something else going on. You may have POTS. You may have IBS. It's being able to kind of not push everything under the chronic illness umbrella and really bring it out and unpack it and realize that that's why you need a toolbox, right? There's not going to be that one supplement that cures everything. I wish there was. I'd airdrop it to everyone. But you really have to have that toolbox. And I think that's where it becomes really important. It's so important. And I love that you are giving us all these like actionable tips and things Mm -hmm. that we can do to take control of how we feel, like watching what we use on our body and what we put into our body, you know, and it's and saying no and, you know, giving yourself the grace. And I love the idea that you shared about like knowing that you may be sadder during that, you know, one or two days or weeks during the month. So, you know, 
having some happy things or some some yes. things that would lift you up. Like I'm even thinking of for myself, you know, like I definitely this week because I'm on my cycle this week. Like I definitely was having a moment yesterday where I was like, the podcast isn't going as quickly as I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Well, I have so many people listening. I've got like almost 6,000 listeners right now. And it's like, mm-hmm. but why was that bothering me so much last night? I was comparing myself to other shows. and The I'm imposter like, syndrome, it all comes in. Oh, yeah. And then, then you wake up the next morning, you're like, I'm just going to quit everything. <laughs> yes, I was crying myself to sleep last night to my husband. I was like, is it really helping people? And of course it is. I'm getting these emails from people that are saying how this show is changing their life or getting them out of bed in the morning and it's helping them reconnect with who they are. It's already made them feel happier. And I forgot that last night when I was crying myself to sleep for no reason other than the hormones, you know, and I want to take those letters that I got from guests and put them on the wall so I see them the next time that I feel bad. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Or like drop them all in a Google drive, right? And you can just go and kind of look in that folder. I mean, there's so much going on, but we need to be able to step back. And especially if you're always giving and refill our cups. I think that's once our cup is depleted, we're feeling like isolated imposter syndrome comes in. Maybe we get that one negative feedback and then it just spirals us out. But it's realizing that your period isn't just those seven days out of the month. There are things you can do the entire month to really make your cycle your superpower. I love that. That is amazing. And I'm so happy that you have all these tools to share with us. And I'm going to be signing up for your mailing list because I want to understand, like, I I need all the help with turning my period into the superpower that I can get. So thank you for this. I think that, you know, this has been a big block for a lot of women that, you know, is standing in the way of their happiness because the hormones are huge. The hormones are huge. And, you know, a lot of people feel like they can't be happy and they've tried everything. And this could be the missing puzzle piece for them. So. Absolutely. Hormones and gut health are huge. It's not maybe the sexiest things to chase. It's easier to put band-aids on symptoms. What I'm telling you, if you get down to the root of the problem and get down to that metabolic chaos, it really helps you just kind of figure out what's going on in other areas. It's so important. So thank you. Thank you for all of this. And how can people reach you? Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You can find me on Instagram. That's probably where I spend the most time. We'll put the link LJS underscore powerhouse. I also have a website. All my links are on there. Oh, yeah. And I also mentioned I have a podcast. Right? Yes. As we sit here, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have a podcast. Let me throw that in there. So I have a podcast. It is the Holistic Endo Expert Podcast. We talk all things endometriosis, PCOS, and fibroids to get you in the driver's seat of your health. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Choose to Be Happy podcast. Come back later this week. We've got so many extra episodes popping out just to support you for the holidays because I know that this can be a really tough time of year for everybody. And you're going to love it because the what you learn from our therapists that are jumping on the podcast to talk to us about boundaries and about how to help ourselves from getting triggered. It's not just going to help you for the holidays. It's going to help you for every single day of your life. It's going to help you stay happier and be the best version of yourself. And you're going to love what you learn because honestly, it's like pure gold. So I'm so excited to share these upcoming episodes with you. It's amazing, amazing stuff that I wish that they would have taught us these things in grade school. Like it's so much more important to learn how to be happy than it is to learn how to like do whatever we learned in science class or math class. I mean, honestly, we have like calculators and Google and like all these other ways to figure out, you know, the things that they teach you in school, but what they don't actually teach you is the stuff you really need to know, which is like how to be happy 
so simple and it's so important and it's so vital. Anyway, I love you guys so much and I'm so excited to share this with you and I just want to put this out there. If anyone is having a really difficult time, remember there's the text and call line, the crisis line is the number 988. So text or call 988 if you're having a difficult time. And remember, if you need any face-to-face -face interaction, some kind of a support group full of people who really, really care, there's this incredible group that I just found out about a couple days ago from a therapist that I had on the podcast, and it's nana247.org. You go on there, it's like a marathon Zoom meeting full of hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of people, who are literally on there all the time, supporting each other, showing each other love and support, regardless of, it's it's designed for, um, it's like a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, but I have never had a drug issue, and I went on there just to check it out after I heard about it, and I was like blown away by the kindness and the love and support, and like how they make you feel like you're home and loved and it's just I really highly recommend it for anybody that feels like they just need to connect with somebody so remember it's nana247.org share that with anyone who might need it and remember the crisis number is 988 text or call it love you guys so much stay tuned for more amazing episodes this week for how to be happier thanks for listening to the choose to be happy podcast bye Fresh coat of paint, change my scenery. Wake up in the morning and choose to be brave and set this cage bird free. Here I go, here I go. I'm gonna make a change today. I'm gonna make a change today. Change today. I'll part my hair a different way to learn.
strange today.